welcome to Reclaim Your Life with Kate, the podcast where we get rid of stress and overwhelm and reclaim your life. Come on, let me show you how. You're listening to episode number 37, the one where we learn how to stop people pleasing. Hey, how are you? I hope you're having a great start to your day or middle of the day or end of the day, whenever you're listening to this, I just know that I tend to listen to podcasts in the morning and mine comes out first thing in the morning. So I always think that you're starting your day with it, but you may be ending it and that's okay. Either way, I hope you're having or had a great day. And this week we are talking about how to stop people pleasing. So I like to think of myself as a recovering people pleaser. I still, uh, you know, find myself falling into these patterns, but I've learned a lot about myself and a lot about why I people please. And I'm going to share all that with you today. So you might be a people pleaser if you put 18 exclamation points in your text message or your emails, (laughs) right? If you always let the other person pick the restaurant. Uh, If you just go ahead and clean the bathroom because that way it gets done right and you don't have to tell anybody that it could have been done better and possibly make them upset with you or uncomfortable, right? So when we people please, it's because we don't want anyone else to feel upset or uncomfortable or feel insulted or feel like we're putting them down or judging them. We don't want to be a burden on anyone else. We feel like we can take it all, right? We can carry everything on our shoulders so that other people don't have to. Uh, We worry about what other people think of us, okay? And it sounds nice, right, to be a people pleaser. That sounds like a really kind thing to do and a great kind of person to be, right? But it actually uh, really leads to some difficult emotions, difficult things to process such as resentment and burnout, and I'll talk about why here, right? So even though it sounds like it's a nice thing, oh, I'm a people pleaser, um, right? We kind of do this if you're a perfectionist as well, which a lot of people pleasers are. Uh, that sounds positive too, right? Well, I'm a perf- I just like things done the right way. I just like things done well, right? Uh, but when we look on underneath, it actually can cause um, some difficulties in our life. And like I said, leads to a lot of resentment and burnout on our end. So I'm going to tell you, like, this is the extent of my people pleasing at some points in my life. So um, when I had uh, Brooks, so my second, my youngest, uh, the, the, so they were, they were both pretty young and I work full time. So I was going back to work and I had a person at work that recommended a lady that would come to the house to watch the kids. And that was just ideal for us. She didn't charge a lot of money. She was super nice. This person had referred her. So she obviously, um, you know, had a great reputation and had done well with her family. And someone coming to the house made it so much easier on me. I didn't have to pack them up and get them somewhere, right? So it was like perfect situation. Well, this person was also a a decorator. So I think that she at one point, so she was retired, she at one point had a home decorating business uh, or, you know, consultations, however she, she worked it. But so she would mention that she could help me decorate, right? And she could do this and that. And I, <laughs> of course, said, yeah, ab- absolutely. So I would come home from work and my house would have all of these knickknacks and pictures and paintings and mirrors and all of this stuff from TJ Maxx and 
And a lot of it just really was not my style. Um, and she didn't, she didn't ask either, right? She just went and bought all of these things. And then I couldn't bring myself to tell her that I didn't care for them. And then she told me, that'll be, you know, $150 <laughs> for all the stuff that she bought. And I, I paid it. And some of those things are actually still in my house today, believe it or not. But um, I couldn't bring myself to say, whoa, you know, I really would have appreciated you giving me a heads up that you were going to buy these things, right? Like, I would like to have a budget or let you know what I'm able to afford at this time. Uh, and I would have liked to talk about what my style is. And I couldn't bring myself again to tell her that I didn't care for her taste or like what she, what she bought. So like the ultimate people pleasing in that moment, right? I didn't want to offend her. I didn't want to make her uncomfortable. I wanted her to still like me and to still come to the house and watch the kids, right? So I put my own needs and wants aside and my own, um, comfort aside so that I could, avoid having her feel uncomfortable and avoid that awkwardness of having to say something that could upset someone else, right? So, you know, if you do, you know, have stories like that in your life as well, then you might be a people pleaser. And how does this show up for us? It really impacts all of our areas. It impacts all of our relationships. It impacts our parenting. It could impact um, your work if you work outside the home, uh, it impacts your friendships. Just all areas of your life, uh, people-pleasing can impact and not in a great way, right? Because what do we do when we're people-pleasing? We put our needs aside. We don't ask for what we need or what we want. We don't speak up and give our opinion and share what we think about something. We may find ourselves doing too much for our partner or our kids or our family and friends, too much for people at work right? Because it's just easier to take it on. Oh, I can deal with it. They have this going on, so I'll do it. Um, I'll be uncomfortable rather than make them uncomfortable or make them have to go out of their way to do something, right? We don't set boundaries when we're a people pleaser. We literally have no boundaries. Uh, we don't say no to anything, right? And again, this all leads to resentment and burnout, okay? But now remember, resentment, I forget which episode I, I talked about it, um, it may be in the first few episodes where we talked about the stress cycle and burnout. But remember that resentment comes from jealousy, right? This is from Brene Brown's work. And it's not jealousy in that I want what you have. Like I'm jealous of you, right? I want what you have. I want to be you. It comes from the jealousy of I wish I could have boundaries like you do, right? I wish I could say no like you do. Um, I resent that fact. And then it just builds up and builds up and builds up to the point where you kind of break and you either snap at them or you have some kind of defense mechanism. You give the silent treatment, whatever, you know, way you respond to that um, will come up if you keep pushing down your needs and wants and meeting everyone else's. So why do we do this? We were raised that way, especially if you were raised as a female. If you were raised as a woman, you probably, it was modeled for you to be a people pleaser, right? We were taught to be the good girl. We were taught to be quiet, to not speak up, to not make anyone uncomfortable, to make sure that we're meeting everyone else's needs, right? Which this is why we go to, you know, a family member's house for the holidays when we have three kids under seven who, you know, we would rather have them at our house because it's a lot easier. Um, you know, for many reasons, maybe it's easier to have the holidays at your house or split the holiday or not actually celebrate the holiday on that day, right? 
it's why we run to three, four different houses on a holiday because we can't say no, right? We're people pleasing. We don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. We avoid tough conversations. We just, nope, I'm fine. Everything's fine, <laughs> right? We don't have those difficult conversations. Um, and we don't stand firm in our decisions, right? We don't trust our opinion or the decision that we made and we don't stand firm in it. We kind of cave in uh, with any kind of pushback from someone, right? If someone disagrees with us or someone thinks we should do it differently, we immediately, um, you know, kind of cave and give in to that. Um, and stick with me here, okay? Another way that people-pleasing shows up is it's a form of manipulation, right? I know. When I heard that, I was like, Abs it absolutely is not. I'm not manipulative, right? You get, I got really defensive when I heard that. But listen to me, okay? It is manipulative because we people please because we think it will get us a certain outcome, right? We think that people pleasing manipulates the situation to get a certain, in, a certain outcome, right? We think that it will make people like us, right? We think that we won't have to deal with discomfort or negative emotion if we people please, right? So it is a form of manipulation in that if I show up in this way, then you will react this way, right? You won't push back and, and make me uncomfortable. Um, you will like me. You won't make me feel left out or um, that I'm not a good person, right? It's a survival strategy. Like a lot of the things that we talk about, we developed this as a strategy to kind of survive, get through our life, right? And here's the thing. We can't control other people, right? Other people can do and say and think and feel whatever they choose to, regardless of how we show up, okay? So going out of your way to deny your own needs and people please actually doesn't have the outcome that you think it's going to, right? Because other people can do and say whatever they want. You can show up as the nicest, kindest, most people pleasingest person ever, and the other person still doesn't like you or still push backs against, push, pushes back against you, right? It doesn't guarantee the result that you think it does. And as far as, you know, people pleasing in order to avoid discomfort and uncomfortable feelings, we're already uncomfortable because we're having to deny our own needs and wants and thoughts, right? Um, we're already going out of our way to people please, which can cause us discomfort. So we're already uncomfortable. We might as well be aligned with who we are and what we want and need and also maybe deal with the discomfort of other people being upset with us, right? So it doesn't get us the result that we think it's going to, okay? And so when I was able to look at people-pleasing as a strategy, survival strategy, and understand that it is manipulation in that way, not meaning that you as a person are manipulative. You're just like, <laughs> if I do this, then I'll get everything I want from these other people and they'll never know it. It's not manipulation in that way. It's manipulation, again, like I said, in the way of, oh, well, if I do this, then this is the result that will happen, right? It's us trying to control the situation because when we feel like we're in control, then we feel like we won't have any unexpected responses. We won't have any discomfort. We won't have any negative emotion, right? Um, that's what I mean by manipulation, okay? And I just wanted to point out that, you know, we do this thinking that we're going to get that result. We try to manipulate the situation and it doesn't get us the result anyway that we think that we're, we're getting, right? So what's the point of doing it? 
Okay. Um, that looking at it that way really helped me to start to heal from people pleasing or change how I show up and not uh, engage in that so much. Okay. So what do we do about it? You know what I'm going to say. What is the first thing I always say? We start with awareness, right? So you just start watching yourself. You watch your responses. You watch when the family says, hey, we're changing the holiday. We, you know, we're now going to have it at cousin Sarah's house um, that's an hour away, <laughs> right? And you know that you have to pack up all of your kids and go that right. Just watch your response. What comes up for you? Do you have resentment? Are you like angry about it that they changed plans without asking if it worked for you? What comes up for you? Okay, just watch yourself. What is your response when your uh, boss or a coworker asks you to add something more onto your plate at work, right? What comes up for you? Just notice what is your response? What is your immediate thought? And start small with just one question to yourself, right? We, we have to get used to start asking ourselves, what do I want? What do I need? What do I think? Okay. Even if you don't respond in that way, right? Even if you still go to cousin Sarah's house, it's an hour away, even though that's the last thing that you want to do on a holiday, right? On like the one day that you get off, <laughs> right? Even though you don't want to do it, you still, you still might choose to go, but you at least are now creating the awareness. Well, I actually really don't want to, and this is why. And I feel like this is aligned with my values of why I don't want to do this. And I'm able to communicate that, right? We can get to that point after that awareness, after we see what our initial reaction is, we can get to that point where we ask ourselves, okay, do I really want to do this thing? No, I don't. Okay. Can I still do this thing? Like, can I, is it okay if I compromise a little bit to do this thing without maybe impacting my values, right? Without um, forcing myself to show up in a way that I don't want to, right? Because you might go to Cousin Sarah's house and be a complete pain in the butt because you're irritable. You didn't want to do it in the first place. So you're snappy with everyone or you're sitting in the corner and not talking to people, right? You're short with the kids. Um, it, you know, you fight with your partner in the way, uh, you know, on the car ride over, right? You don't show up as the person that you want to be because you compromised and you people pleased, right? So again, it, you're just going to start out by asking yourself these questions. You may still do the thing that you don't want to do, but you're at least recognizing what comes up for you and you're answering those questions. What do I want? What do I need? What do I think? All right. So that's where it starts is that awareness. And then we get to acceptance and aspiration, but it always starts with awareness. All right. So I hope this helped. Uh, you know, as always, I say on here, please let me know how this landed for you. Uh, let me know uh, if you had any kind of takeaway from this uh, message about people pleasing. And please, if you think anyone in your life would benefit from hearing this, please share this episode with them so that they can start to create awareness uh, and just, you know, um, start asking themselves those questions to get to know what they want, what they need, what they think, and that they can maybe change some things um, so that they're not leading, you know, down the path to resentment and burnout. All right. I hope you're having a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Kate again. If what we talk about here on the podcast resonates with you, you will love my three ways to get rid of overwhelm guide. I've put together my top three favorite tools to get rid of stress and overwhelm today. You can start doing them as soon as you download it. It's super easy. Just go to reclaimwithkate.com 
forward slash get rid of overwhelm, no spaces. Again, that's reclaimwithkate.com forward slash get rid of overwhelm. And I'll also put the link in the show notes. I can't wait to hear how this helps you. Talk soon.